0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We're your hosts, Kicker, the chief of serial, and FLG insider, Shelby, the hobby guru, and most scatterbrain player in 40K. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. I can't do the Reese <laughs> voice forever. Um, so, what has
1: everyone been up to? Uh, well, guys, I mean, I have been trying to learn how to paint faster and faster and faster after this weekend's event. I'm like, I want a new army now. So I'm trying to figure out if it's faster to paint really clean and never have to go do touch-up work or to paint very fast and sloppily, but then go back and do all the touch-up work. Is there a strategy here? I don't know. I got to get Wyatt Turk and ask him some questions. Yes, you do. do, do. You a, yeah, what, what do you got? I mean, do you guys have a strategy or do you just, like, is it easier to be clean and never clean up or to be sloppy and then follow up with a cleanup?
2: I feel like there's a... Ground somewhere there. Yeah. Like yeah. there is a moderately speed painting way to do things, but also without having to go back and meticulously clean up everything that they've <laughs> Right?
1: Yeah. I like I that. I mean,
2: alternatively, you could just give your army to Seth. Is that not,
1: <laughs> is that not what That's, everybody That does? is
0: not a speed painting technique.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's, I don't think it's cheating. It's my uh, speed painting technique. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shelby, what have you I been know. up to?
2: <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. I had a fantastic discussion with my department head about new job and it went surprisingly well, uh, quite swimmingly. Um, Now I'm just going to Probably not do 40k stuff for like another month uh, until uh, um no, it's just it's so hard to find time to do that sort of thing. I'll see if I can I bought a uh what is he the 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 boss on a squig hog? Beast boss. Oh, you got one, or... I, I, yeah, because it's super cool, it's just a dope looking model. And I you know, I did the same thing with a Lord of Change and a Sphinx. I just enjoy painting stuff that looks cool. So I may just Wasn't
0: the Lord of Change for an army though? Like, weren't you gonna do Z?
2: And <laughs> yeah, ARS? like sort of I have like 20 horrors that are waiting to be put together somewhere. It,
0: wait, wait, I know the answer to this. And then there were dragons.
2: No, no. I'm not going <laughs> to buy dragons. No, I'm happy. I have a giant chicken. And I'm good. So, that's what I'm about you? Sure yeah,
0: I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we went to the the GW open which we were all just commenting on like Man, I still haven't recovered. Like, yeah. the behind the scenes, Rich, the producer, he's like, oh, I'm tired. And Kicker's Kicker's tired. Kicker's actually tired, folks. Do you know how hard that is yeah. to happen? <laughs> I mean, it takes
1: um, a lot to get me tired, but I am, I am yeah. beat.
0: So um, I bought a metric ton of new Orc stuff, um, which is currently cluttering up my hobby room. So I have to start working on that. Yes. And then I started work on another prop, uh, a uh, Carcharidon's Chain Axe. So, right. Who is that oh, for? That is for my good friend, Brian, uh, that oh, is nice. coming down for Warzone Atlanta. Um, but he's, cool. he's a longtime uh, friend and gaming uh, aficionado, So, and he's, he's big into Karkaradons. He also is big into nids, but I really couldn't figure out how to do a good nid weapon <laughs> that would like mold into his body. So we were like, you like Karkaradons? He's like, yeah, they're like my other favorite army. I was like, cool, you're getting a chain axe. <laughs> um, so kicker we'll do- take us into industry news man
1: yeah all right guys well let's start off with a little bit of um very important sugary breakfast cereal news first count Jocula <laughs> is back on shelves it's in time for halloween of course you know this is a beloved favorite of everyone's and guys wendy's has announced a frosted cereal oh, oh no kellogg's has announced a frosted a wendy's frosted cereal this thing's just oh like my blowing God. my mind i mean i'm so freaking excited i know this is totally unrelated to 40k he's not War getting Hammer paid shopping. for this we swear yeah, but I just, I'm just so excited I, about a Wendy's frosty cereal. Like, that sounds glorious. Um, I feel
0: like I have to go yeah. now and try
2: this.
1: You, you, I will buy Do you, you know. a box. Wait, wait. I will buy you both. If someone says the cereal goes on sale on Saturday,
2: somebody else yeah. is also keeping up oh, with this. Can we're best
1: friends. You're we're, not alone. Find me, we'll be besties. We'll, we'll we'll hold hands and go skip to the uh the cereal aisle together. That's glorious. <sighs> um yeah, uh I, I mean, I don't know. I have to, I have to share this cuz it just like hit me. I uh, believe it or not, I have my my cereal sources and uh, <laughs> I had like 3 or 4 people like message me, new cereal getting released. It's amazing. So, what, uh, yeah. What's, what's your feelings on booberry? Okay, so out of okay, oh, so you, if, if no, I mean this is serious stuff here, people, like listen closely here. You have your you know, your Halloween, you know, team, you know, Frankenberry, Booberry, of course count chocolate. Count chocolate is by far the best. There's no there's no question, that's not up for you know debate. But in your second tier cereals, you know, your Frankenberry, your booberry, your fruit brute, all those um what's that last by, one? Fruit Brute, it's it's it discontinued, but occasionally bring it back every now and then. Yeah, it was a werewolf wow. themed one. Weird. Um, the the blueberry is definitely the best of the second tier, ser- uh, you know, holiday Halloween cereals. So yeah, it's really good with blueberries. Actually, if you ever have some fresh blueberries and, and okay, let's just stop. Let's move on to forty. Yeah, now. yeah.
0: I was like, we can go down a hole. Yeah,
1: I was like just, about to start just, counting
2: I, it down and just be like, one, uh uh. uh. <laughs> oh
0: god. All right. Okay, so what <laughs> else? What actual gaming news do you have for All us? All right.
1: So we have this weird thing that GW released, and and I really want your thoughts, Seth and Shelby, on these on these new old faux bundles. It's it's nothing new. They're existing products bundled together and sold for a single price. So you have a Space Marine one, and you have a Necron one. The Space Marine one is is your Phobos, you know, Marines, and you know, one of the little transports, and and a warsuit, And the Necron one is a bunch of robots. Whatever. Nothing new. The thing that's weird is there's no special price on these. These are literally the exact same prices if you just bought them all as individual sets.
2: Wait, seriously?
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's no savings whatsoever, uh, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's, it's like... Okay. I I was trying to think like, why, why would anyone just not buy these as individual units? And the only thing I can think of is if you're, you know, Christmas is coming up, holidays coming up, it's easier to ask your wife, significant other partner, mother, dad, Hey, I just want this one X, Y, Z box, as opposed to, I want like four or five other little boxes so that they can go into the store, you know, give me this one item and then walk out. It's, it's just easier, but I can't think of any other reason why someone would want this. What what do you guys think? Are these already listed? Yeah. Yeah. Seth, have you heard about these?
0: Yeah, um, they've they've done these one click bundles in the past um, on their website where there is no savings. It's just here you can one click get a big bundle. It's not the holiday bundle boxes, to be clear. Yeah,
1: um, those have holiday a few bundle statements. boxes. What? Yeah, the, the holiday bundle boxes are a great deal. Usually that's something you want to snag yeah. up if you're interested and in the armor. So uh, it's
0: not that. So I think it's just them being like, hey, we, we kind of collated some collections. And honestly, yeah. I mean, I think if you are like a new gamer or you know, you're you're putting something on a wish list, that does make it easier just I, to make sure you get the thing you want.
2: I don't think that's right. What, what? I don't think so, so maybe maybe I have no idea how much models cost, but so the, the pariah nexus is, is two forty the Mm -hmm. ghost arc is usually like 60 the doom scythe is 60 two boxes of immortals each is like 45 a piece the three tomb blades is like 45 or 50 and then the character is like 30 or 40.
0: the pariah nexus
2: this it's it's the necrons old foe bundle and it's listed for 240.
0: all right and what odd all is in it hold on it is it's a a ghost arc which is like what do you say 50.
2: Uh, I think it's a little more than that, but I think it's like 60. The Night Scythe is like 60.
0: So we're like around 110, 120-ish.
2: And then the two boxes of Immortals are 45 each.
0: All the, right, so now we're approaching 200.
2: The Tomb Blades are about 45.
1: I and thought it was eight. like yes, five, right 40. on the nose. with Well, the no,
0: okay, thing. so Shelby. Uh, sorry, this was this was an important thing. This is a combat patrol box plus extras, and there's there already savings built into the combat patrol box.
2: Cool. Mm, so, there you go. So,
0: that's where you're seeing the savings. There already uh, is um, the combat the patrol. Savings. The combat yeah. patrol box always have a little savings. It's usually about 30 to 40 bucks. Yeah. And they basically took those and then they added another couple kits to them.
2: Wow. wow. okay that makes exactly. plenty sense. So that's sense. where the
0: savings you're seeing
1: is coming uh, from. But it, but but still like like why don't just go get the combat patrol box and the exact secondary units or HQ character you want to go with it. So I I don't know. I think like like we said it is kind of that nice little one click bundle of new, you know if you're new beginner player or if you're just like a significant other trying to go find a gift for your you know you know, whatever you just go grab one box. I don't know. I I just thought I was I was a little as and I really got excited. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great opportunity to maybe start a you know new space marine army. And I'm like, oh no, not nothing special yet. Yeah.
0: So, so it's not the holiday bundle stuff. That's probably still coming in the pipeline, unless GW just has. Well, I was about to say severe production issues, but yeah. guess what? Uh, GW has been it, having lately.
1: Uh, <laughs> the the whole world not having those issues. Yeah. It's, so anyway, so yeah. Production issues. Yeah, um, we do have you know all all, be, all the details on the new uh you know wonderful new Black Templars army box that looks great you know oh, a lot of new models yeah. in there they they look really we, cool I, you know been talking to the community everyone seems really hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Did you did uh, did you get a chance to check
0: out the sprues at the GW event? Because I did have the box there for us to to kind of grub our little dirty hands over. Yeah, it was yeah. Really I, cool. I wish they'd
2: had it. some hand sanitizer out. Yeah, it's true. But I mean I think they look really cool. The valve system looks really really awesome.
0: Sorry, I thought you just said the valve system. <laughs> Not <laughs> the VOW, B-O-W, the oh. VOW,
1: V-A-L. Up oh, there As he is. The director of yep. the FLGN. Yes, the VOW system has been released. At least the rules have been teased out a little bit. And it's kind of cool. If you haven't seen these rules yet, it's, it's basically a little sideboard. Before you start the game, you get to choose a few little benefits for your Black Templar army based off of your opponent. And that's awesome. It seems like GW's really been stepping... Sorry, what?
2: There's also a little downside. I like it because I really. There's something right. about having a rule system where there's like a bunch of benefits, but it makes your opponent feel a little better that you're like, "But this but. bad thing happens to me. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like ab- I, I, I'll get face stomped. but I'll feel I'll feel a little better about it."
1: <laughs> you're you're absolutely right, uh, Shelby. There is a slight. There's a lot of positive, and then a little negative. But what, what's kind of cool is that GW seems to have kind of pivoted away. More recently, at least in ninth edition, from letting you have these pre-game decisions to make, probably to just try and streamline the game, and make it a little bit faster. But now suddenly yeah. they're coming back with, "Hey, you can still make some of these decisions." So, like, you know, all your relics, your warlord traits, your psychic powers, those all have to be chosen before the tournament. You know, they have to be part of your list. But now they're going back a step and saying, "No, you for at least the black templars, you get to choose this this cool little." I, I think a
0: similar mechanic exists in Sisters as well. I think they do have the option to take, what take certain types of of uh I, I don't they're not vows but very similar where mm-hmm. they can pick what effect they have uh you know after you know what mission you're on so yeah i think they are adding that back into a select few armies and i think that is also you know, it could be a balancing tool like those armies have a little bit more flexibility so yeah. they can build a bit more of a take-all-comers
1: list. I mean, they're extremely others. powerful. Um, they're extremely powerful. They do hold up the, you know, getting to the deployment phase because it's just another step for you to take. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I personally kind of like this game-by-game game by, game, uh, game by game customization. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's yeah. really cool for the Black Templar player. But, Shelby, what do you think? that You know, you have Necrons. You don't have this ability to customize your army based off of your opponent. Do, do you feel a little bad about it or whatever what, what, what are your thoughts why would you do that to me sorry sorry i know well because you play necrons and necrons don't have any sort of opportunity to, to uh-huh. adjust they, they do they do with their protocols
2: oh, oh yeah we 90. sure i feel like i feel like necrons <laughs> got like the first draft of all of this stuff and they're like man isn't this system super cool wait let's do it better for everybody else god i tried i tried to use protocols in two games over the weekend and it just. <laughs> it was so. It was so like. They, I know that I'm not using them as effectively as I should be. I know I'm not, but they still just feel so meh. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, it, it's a bit of a bummer. And I think a lot of the results of these bigger tournaments kind of speak to themselves, which we'll find out and talk about a little bit later. I put a giant in caps note down there mm-hmm. where we're going to talk about the results from this weekend, because uh, there were a lot of Necrons players there.
1: sure were and not the best hey hey we'll
2: talk about
1: it what do you think i mean do you like this this idea that you can that some people you know have the armies that can kind of adjust per opponent like your orcs they can't do it what what do you think i mean i
2: i will envy their success uh and (laughs) and like i mean it's 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 another i mean i will say it puts it puts more pressure on the player right Mm -hmm. because in addition to the rest of the pre-game stuff that you've got to decide whether rather the pre-battle round stuff that you've got to decide you've got one more thing on your plate like yeah. are you making the right choice yeah, yeah. are you going to regret it down the road yeah. and that sort of thing and so i like i think it's fun it adds a little twist yeah. um it should be pretty cool and because like at least your opponent knows what selection you make before the game starts as well yeah. it's not a turn-by-turn basis like ad mech is and so your opponent can plan around it and kind of know what to expect throughout the rest yeah. of the game um yeah. i dig it i dig it cool
1: cool cool
0: i I think it's fine i'm i'm fine with it i i like the idea of space marines running at me i think that would be hilarious (laughs) come come run at me space marines see how well that works out for you (laughs) uh uh, wolf
2: priest really quickly uh, this is a this is a cole's purchase this is not available oh no i already added that to the questions at the end (laughs) oh Oh, well well, now i answered it you can remove it
1: If, you, if you're if you listening to our podcast later in the week, we do have our live stream every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I don't know what time. Oh, 7 p.m.? 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Is that correct, guys? That's yep. yes, correct. All That's right. Correct, cool. And then you get to admire Shelby's amazing uh, shirt selection. And, uh, I yeah.
2: should probably wear what you guys wear, but I just ugh, <laughs> I need to be colorful.
1: Um, you have to pop yeah uh, guys i wanted to run real fast into giving you a heads up on what we have regarding vendors for lvo we signed up turbo dork there uh, you know these guys have amazing paint and they are gonna have a beautiful booth at the lvo i'm really excited for that i know seth and shelby both you guys are you guys are fans of, of their paint yeah and we also I've have did,
0: like all of shelby's army with them.
2: if you really like <laughs> that blue that all of my necrons are that's turbo dork. and it
0: just it yeah, really and i think i did out. like some like purple shifty color for like cloaks of my space marines
1: yeah oh, so cool it's so cool, um, it's so cool. Yeah. I love it, and we also have Squad Marks. Just today, we confirmed our agreement with them. Squad Marks will be having a booth there, and they're also going to be putting on uh, some really special stuff into all the high roller packages. Sweet. So the swag bags, yeah. If you've got one of our uh, LVO high roller packages, your swag bag will have some amazing stuff from Squad Marks. I don't, I can't tell you exactly what it is yet because it's supposed to be a surprise, but it's 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 going to be great. And of course, if you're not a high roller, it's loaded uh, dice, isn't it? It's loaded dice. Yes. <laughs> That you're legally allowed to use in the tournament. Pre-approved. Exactly right. totally, totally, totally. Bam. Excellent. Bam. Uh, and then for SoCal, I have some great news, guys. The vast majority of the event, so SoCal's in, in two and a half weeks, right? The vast majority of the event will have more than adequate social distancing, which is not a requirement this time, but we want to go uh, be as safe as possible. We're, we're doing our best to go above and beyond what is required. So most tables will have over six feet in all directions of space. So you're going to have a nice, luxurious amount of elbow room as well as, you know, you know of course, it's you know, social, you know, taking whatever precautions as we can, you know, this year, the event is going to be bigger than last year, but the individual events have shrunk a little bit due to COVID. So the 40K event, you know, is still going to be massive, you know, looking around 200 or so people. Um, But we have actually really grown the event as a whole by adding in uh, Legion has got a massive turnout. X-Wing, you know, all the usual suspects um, will be there as well. Um, And another thing I really am excited about SoCal is that we do have a, um, a full service bar and basically a food court that's being set up nice. right outside the hall. Yeah, this is, this is really cool. There's another, uh, so the so-called <laughs> Shelby's
0: thanking whatever deity Shelby prays to.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be there, but I am wishing well, everybody who gets to have an actual, like, assortment of food <laughs> available. Yeah. For we, we will
1: talk about that more when we get into our thoughts about the GW event. Okay, Okay. so I'll keep, I'll keep it really short, but basically, SoCal, there'll be a nice, large assortment of food and drink available. That's because the uh, the SoCal, take, SoCal Open takes place in a giant fairgrounds, and the same weekend that we're there, there's another massive event literally at the, the hall next door to us. So the fairgrounds decided, okay, you know what? Let's satisfy both these large crowds and put this giant concession stand, food but court, bar, take, <laughs>
2: Funnel cake in games.
1: I mean, it's a fairgrounds. I, I hope that I, I think you're required to serve fun, uh, funnel cake at all fairgrounds. I think that's right? like a requirement. It's, it's just a,
2: imagine somebody rule. with a bunch yeah. of powdered sugar you, that, on you their can't, fingers, all and they're just a like.
0: Fairground. If there is not fried dough of
1: some sort.
2: Exactly. It's definitely not going to make a mess at Excellent. all.
1: Excellent. No, not, not at all. Our, our beautiful FLG mats will get covered in powdered sugar, and that's mm-hmm. okay, because we want our players to be happy. I, I
0: heard that they are, you know, spill and stain resistant
1: <laughs> on a very nice retro
0: commercial I, I came across this week, narrated by one Recio. Oh, really? You came across a retro commercial? Did you not see the video I sent earlier? He didn't
2: oh actually watch it, I'm pretty sure. I,
0: I, All right, I you need to watch, watch it. You need watch to watch. It. I want I want kicker the marketing gurus take <laughs> on this cuz Oh boy,
1: it was a good one. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I will watch if, it in
0: chat. If you ever, you know, I, I found uh, for chat's reference, I've for some reason YouTube decided to recommend to me to go back and watch the bat rep from FLG from the beginning of seventh edition when uh, oh, wow. Frankie decided to run a, a demon summoning army and summoned like 4,000 points in an 1850 <laughs> game. Right, it was hilarious. Was because <laughs> They were still back in their tiny little shop, but in the middle of it, there's an amazing commercial by Reese from those old commercials. So you got to go back
1: and watch that because that is just... Seth, you Perfection. might have to go post that in our in our chat if you have a second. I um, already have, but I'll oh, do it again. Already you already have. All right, do it. So all the live viewers can go watch that. Shelby, why don't you take us away to the FLGN news?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, that sounds really great, especially since I didn't really do a great job of going back and looking for those at all because it's been a weird <laughs> day. Um, I mean, so, to, so you can go back and watch your, <laughs> your Tuesday show episode from last night. Um, if you go back and look at the Thursday show episode from last week, I'm sure they'll have some coverage of this past weekend's uh, open. um, The GW open. What are we officially calling that? We could call it like six different words. I I think I've gone with
0: GW open, uh, New Orleans.
2: GW open, New Orleans. Right. So I'm sure the Thursday show covers that. Um, Also Paul spoke on, Paul was one of the, Paul Murphy was one of the folks that was commentating on a few of those games. Um, So that's probably a nice listen for you guys. Uh, Of course, you can watch us. Um, I'm not sure. So Chapter Tactics talked a little bit last week about, I remember remember listening into a little bit and it was really cool. Uh, but now the topic has just completely escaped me because I didn't put it in my show notes because I'm really good at this much like the rest of my life. Um, I am, I bet you, I bet you that tonight's topic, they may be speculating about some Black Templar stuff or, um, perhaps the orcs performance this past weekend. Maybe. I don't actually know. This is wild speculation because they don't tell us what they're going to talk about. Spooky. Um, Mm. Do you guys know of any big GTs coming up this weekend? Yes.
0: Battle for Salvation.
2: Where Um, is that? Which is
0: up, that's up in the Northeast and that gets all the heavy hitters from the Northeast, including a lot of the, uh, the beast cross crew. I haven't actually checked the roster, but that usually is like Sean, Naden and and his guys are all going to be there. So Mm -hmm. that usually is a very well attended event. Nice. Um, so I suspect that's probably, Oh, go ahead. Uh, we have a, a official, uh, notes here in in the chat from val Hufffinger that the event was called the warhammer 40k us open new orleans oh, thank wow. you thank uh, you no, orleans, also the falcon guys. is pouring rum on his new flg orleans. mat to see if it holds up <laughs> falcon don't waste the rum
2: <laughs> uh nightbot's coming for you val run run val um so so given that i'm sure that the thursday show if uh if they find themselves so inclined are probably going to cover that battle for salvation gt then or any yeah, other i
0: would very much expect them to cover that event
2: for sure but yeah that's uh that's pretty much all i got for flgn network news stuff um
1: wait wait wait, 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 wait. uh our wonderful friend steve joel and his 40k game changers did. An episode. <gasps> they did another episode that's yes, right and
2: who's their guest adam you know. and bramowitz yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Abramowitz. Yeah. It was good uh, to see him this weekend. It really nah. was. I know that he couldn't. He couldn't really. He he wound up playing Freddie and then didn't play on Saturday because you know, like he lives here and has but, to do family he's or one, stuff. But still, one
0: one second best painted. Wow.
2: Yeah, it turns out the guy. Who works for Army Painter? He but he, for
0: he always was a good painter. Like he <laughs> right. was a good painter before he worked for Army Painter.
2: Right, but like he's only been given the opportunity to get better and better and better and better. Although he did win, I think, this past weekend with an army that he painted a while back, um, yeah. and I don't yeah. think it's yeah. ever. Yeah. It was the army like, that he
0: divorce. painted for, like the year he won Warzone Atlanta.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're bright teal.
0: Yes, oh. you mean my color scheme that he stole my proprietary <laughs> color scheme.
2: Still, your color scheme set. No, yeah. I'm just. Right. I started that army.
0: He started that army, and like John Moore started that army. We all started printing it the same scheme. And i was like, God.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet. So, but now that thank you for bringing that up, Kicker. I really appreciate you because okay. the because Steve and Adam on a show together. I bet is just the smoothest, nicest sounding show. <laughs> they so both cool. have such soothing, delightful voices. Adam mm-hmm. is just nice to listen to uh like if he he kind of has that that duncan style video of teaching you how to paint it's just like calm (laughs) and cool and collected we're gonna paint some little tiny trees i feel
0: like his voice is better on video than it is in person it's never nearly as soothing in person (laughs) (laughs) i love you adam but you're just not you're not nearly as like soothing and chill in person you're always very excitable
1: he likes you. He's a friend of you. <laughs> you know, it's it was good to see Adam, though, this weekend. I mean, he literally yep. lives 30 minutes away from me, and I well, haven't seen him in, in a year. Or so Let's
0: talk about this weekend. Let's yeah. break let's, down let's go, our experience at the GW Open. I threw some just kind of talking points in there to get us going. So uh, what about the, the thoughts on the venue? What did everyone think about the venue they had?
1: So a little bit of background in case you weren't listening to our episode last week or you don't know at all what's going on in the world. This was an event taking place here in New Orleans run by Games Workshop. It was a three-day event how many players, Seth? Roughly. 167. 167. And there we are in our lovely attire. Oh, there, there, there's a beautiful photo of us. We look so cool. <laughs> um, guys. Well, the thoughts on the venue. I mean, like that. This. So this was at the Hyatt Regency. It was right next door to the Superdome, uh, where the Saints play. And I mean, I will be honest. I was, I was thinking that this location was a little less than ideal. It wasn't really close enough to walk to the French Quarter. Um and there wasn't like you know, I don't know, I i feel like if they were just like one mile in the other direction or or you know, it would have been like that much better. Um it and definitely the light,
0: spiked yeah. the parking prices on Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean Saints same game. game. So, yeah. Because so. there was
1: a Saints game going on. And I'm sure when they booked this place they had no idea there was gonna be a yeah. Saints game taking, you know, place the same day as the tournament. Um that made things a little rough. But it's but, a uh, Sunday you know,
2: during football uh, season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the lighting inside the hall was a little disappointing to me just because one of the reasons I love to go to events is to see how all, all these beautiful armies and you know the ta- the lighting on the actual tables was was not optimal for me to take photos with my cell-, cell phone and share them with my friends um and and I will tell you the the hotel the quality of it was great it was super clean the, the ballroom was great you know a lot of elbow room there but Seth and I got like totally lost for a good 30 40 minutes tr- I'm the, I'm very
0: concerned, Kicker, because I'm yeah. reading the notes here and it says and Oak and I got lost in the venue. Oh, sorry. just because I'm bald does not make me your son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my note says Oak. Oh, it should say Seth. There, I am. Okay, but I out. feel
2: like now, did you go on? Did you go looking in this hotel with your son at some point?
1: Maybe, maybe just to go and show him giant. And did you guys get room? lost? I mean, yes, this hotel was terrifying. It was a labyrinth. Like, oh yeah, we uh, had to. Uh,
2: to Seth, be tell them how we found our out. way
1: out of the hotel. Because yeah. like when I when I mean like I don't get lost. That doesn't happen. It, d- it just doesn't happen. It, it, I don't allow myself to get lost. But Seth and I were so lost that we sat down in in the corner of some random hallway and just started crying. And then Seth had this epith- epiphany. Seth, what, what what did you figure out? How, how do you get us so, out of there?
0: So I, I I filmed a vlog over the weekend, which I literally just finished editing before the show. It's like almost fifty minutes. So if you want a long format experience of what it was like during the GW event you can watch that but fortunately I did a time lapse video of us entering the building and I had to sit down and watch the video to figure out how to get out of there
2: (laughs) that's the only way we got out it was so embarrassing (laughs) if you're wondering why this wasn't a problem for me it's because I had already left because food And also, we went out the front, so.
0: Yeah, you, you went out with, with some other friends. You didn't have to go back with us. <laughs> apparently, if Shelby had stuck with us, she would have expertly guided us back to the car and been like, you
1: guys are silly. Yeah, probably. Well, Shelby, what did you think of the venue? Clearly, you did not get lost, so.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, we went through an entirely different way, and also somebody else, like, led the way out of the venue. Um, excuse me. I'm already tired, apparently, this afternoon. It's <laughs> a long night. So, no, a long saying, night. My apologies. Um, no, it was it was. I, I did pretty much all of your thoughts with him, um, but I think the only other thing that I'll note is that if I had known that there was only like one place to eat in the hotel and not really much aside from that, I would have brought more snacks that yeah. I enjoyed. No offense kicker. I love you and your health. I am not a fan of eight bananas a day. <laughs> uh, so I probably would have brought some stuff that's bad for me, like goldfish or I don't know other bad bad snacks oh, nobody's like i didn't get you. to eat bad enough <laughs> yeah true. i mean no my i ate really really bad for dinner i probably should not have but i i felt so bad because there was a starbucks there which was great but uh that was the only coffee it,
0: it wasn't open area. sunday
2: it uh, oh mm-hmm. what did everybody do did everybody die
0: i was very sad
2: <laughs> oh man okay so uh but the The long and short of that is there were only two Starbucks employees at any given point for upwards of like 20 to 30 people at a time, because everybody went to go get coffee at the same time in the morning. And then everybody went to go get coffee at the same time after round one. So that sucked, uh, for them and a little bit for us, but much more so for them. I felt very bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Seth, what about you?
0: Yeah. I mean, same, you guys already hit on the points. It was a very confusing layout. Um, it was not easy to get around. Um, You know, particularly when we had to get our carts in and out, we all had to like cram into the same elevators. And the elevators were kind of goofy looking. Like you hit a button on the outside (laughs) and there was no buttons on the inside. And you were just like, I hope this takes me to the right place. Um, Please. Um, It's weird. The lighting wasn't great, but I was, you know, I was filming. So I was acutely aware of lighting. Um, And yeah, the food was mad. Like the first day, they like, gave our pizza to someone else and then they gave us like a half cooked still cold pizza. And if it was not for the art of war guys trading us pizza slices, I think Shelby and I wouldn't have got lunch that day. Um so thanks John Lennon for giving it. us pizza. Because yeah. we were just like we're just like hungrily sitting next to him staring at their pizza like, hey <laughs> how's it going? Yeah. And they were like, we'll trade you slices. We're like thanks. So yeah. So, um so yeah, food, okay. I, food wasn't great and that kind of you know when you're trying to scramble between rounds to get food, and there's not much within walking distance, it kind of was meh. Yeah, there was also this, like, shoeless person walking around that they wouldn't throw out on, on the screen here. That's actually our producer, Rich. Guys, that's him. <laughs> what he a with mess. his socks. Just, what a mess. He's a mess. No anyway, so, so the, the GW terrain is something that the, the community is really excited about. So this was our chance for all of us to play on it. What did you feel about the terrain?
1: I mean, guys, I'm sold. Uh, I, I wasn't really skeptical at first. I mean, I, I knew it was tested out, but you know, I didn't experience it for myself and, and it was great. It really was. It is something you have to go in prepared for. It's something you really want to adjust your list for. But if you can take that to account, you get a few practice rounds before the tournament. It's it's wonderful. Oh, what about you, Shelby? What What did you think?
2: I mean I also really liked it the only unfortunate part is like so whenever <clears throat> whenever you're kicker or Seth and you succeed and rise above the ranks of normalcy and mediocrity you don't have oh, wow. to play against people who, mostly like are pretty new to the game or who haven't played in a while including but not limited to myself but thanks to practicing with seth i am really familiar with the new obscure terrain stuff and the way that the gw terrain was laid out and so in, in despite the fact that they explained it at the beginning of the event all the rules the way the terrain worked and everything um because the the terrain were it was your typical like ruins that are only partially there right like maybe about a third or two thirds of the ruins are actually in place and then there's usually another piece that indicates where the actual ruin is Um, Mm -hmm. GW went above and beyond and put like a glass plate underneath and said the entire glass plate is part of the obscuring terrain you have to be behind the glass plate which comes out about a half an inch to an inch beyond the actual ruin footprint to be obscured whenever you step foot in that glass plate you are in the obscured terrain Uh, and there there were two people that I played that did not hear that and so I felt like a, the biggest jerk in the world being like, I am totally obscured based on this terrain because there's, there's glass right there. And also you're not. And so there were a lot of like forgiving readjustments made because of that not understanding and the, and the strange way the terrain was done to their credit. Um I I liked it. Don't let me get this confused with not liking it. It was just very different for a lot of people um, and, and some who maybe didn't listen at the beginning to the explanation. Yeah.
1: What do you think I Seth liked it? Your,
0: your thoughts. You to... really did like it. I mean, Seth, you have yeah, I mean, the it felt the most competitive. It us. felt light at at this. You know, when you look at it from a glance, it seems like it's going to be light terrain, but it really was. After playing on it, you could really hide your stuff easily if you needed to. If you were playing a more combat focused army, so you didn't get like shot off the board. Um, it ended up being very functional. Um, you know, they they used some little uh, bits of like. I think it was plasticard to kind of block out some of the windows, yeah, um, to make it you know literally true line of sight blocking. So overall, I I, I like the bases. They made it really easy to say, okay, I'm I'm on or I'm off. Um, so I, I enjoyed the terrain. Um, I think it's a, it's a good system. Um, I like that it's different than what other events are doing, so that that makes a bit different for for how we. You know, we got some variety in in our life, uh, so to speak. Okay. You know, On
1: that note, Seth, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because I've been meaning to bug you about this. Did you mm. mind that you played basically three games in a row with the exact same terrain, or was that a, like like because there's no variety there, or, or was that an asset, a benefit because they, you, you know we're familiar, you knew what to do, you had a game plan, you know, in mind.
0: Yeah, um, I I think like. I'm fine with the train being like they there was variety in terms of the color. They did a different color palette <laughs> on all the tables. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like the exact same, yeah, but yeah, in terms yeah. of like the actual oh, well, structure, yeah. it was yeah. pretty much the same. And I don't I, I didn't mind that. Um I didn't mind playing I've played on events where they do the same train every time. Um and I don't mind that. I think okay. that's fine. I, I do like some of having some variety, but again, I don't want every event to always have the same train system. It's nice to be like all right, I wrote a list for this terrain system, but now I'm going to go play in a different terrain system, so I have to adjust. I like that variety. I know some people don't. I I know some people want to have the same tournament experience every time, regardless of what event they're going to. To me, that just kind of gets boring because, like, if you're in a bad matchup and it's the same experience every time, you know that there's just no way for you to win that matchup. It sucks. But if you can be like, well, if now, with the new terrain, I might be able to change my list and try some different things, and maybe I can play better in that matchup, you know? so I, I like terrain variety between events. and and so playing an event like this where it's the same setup, it was the same setup for day one and then day two and three was a different setup. like so two total setups spread across three days. I'm fine with that. cool. Um, but I, I do understand the critique. Cool, cool, cool. And I think I've talked long enough for Shelby to reemerge from warp. Uh, I don't enjoy. know why this
2: happens. Like at least once a stream, my internet yeah, and it's is not. Just the, like,
0: it's not what? the internet because we're we're both on the same internet provider. I bet, and we live five miles apart.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: I don't know what uh, What do you, What about the staff? They had a lot of staff on site. What do you guys think about the GW staff?
1: I mean, I knew many of them, so I'm kind of biased, but I, I really was happy to see them, and I think they generally did a great job all around. Mike as the uh, Mike Brand as the MC of the event was just plain awesome. I mean, he. He was just really good at running, uh, at, at hosting the event. I mean, really, really, really professional uh, and kept it exciting. He kept on saying stuff over the PA system, which was just enjoyable. I, I don't know. It, that, that, that was above and beyond. That was perfect. Uh, what do you think, Shelby, about the staff?
2: I, I definitely agree. They're all really great. Um, I, dub, I I also really, yes, it was like oatmeal with honey. It is... <laughs> It is just, it was so silky smooth. And it wasn't just that he was like, he has like a lounge voice. Um, he does which, have a lounge voice. Which I know, like, I think, I think opinions were split because a lot of people thought that he was overdoing it, but it was also just like the sort of stuff that he was saying was genuinely really nice and kind of, yeah. kind of adorable. Uh, it was like, you know, uh, once you failed your round two opponent. All just, right, just chat, you're, you
0: guys are getting stuck on oatmeal. You need to move on. Move on, chat. Get off the oatmeal. Oatmeal. commandeered our chat with oatmeal.
2: No, um, I mean oatmeal is really
1: good. It's kind of like regular sugary breakfast cereal, but healthier. Oh but um, God. we don't need to go down. This that is a thing,
0: sugary right? breakfast cereal <laughs> podcast,
1: not an oatmeal podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Do I need to reel you guys back in? Come back. Yeah. Anyway, come back. back to back. me. All
1: right, all right, all right. Sorry. But yeah,
2: go? he would say things like, "You've, uh, you know, you're round two phone and across the table. Make a friend. Grab a cup Make of a coffee." get to know each other like it was just so it was so nice but beyond beyond my voice uh the act of judging was really great just knowing that at any moment there was like any number of six or seven judges ready to just like pounce on a question i never felt like pouncing Uh, i never felt like any of my questions were uh brushed off or too quickly determined or anything like that i felt like they they were given their due diligence pretty much like everybody else they were very helpful um and most answers were consistent there weren't i don't think too many like differing opinions or judgments on on any sort of rules and that sort of stuff um but yeah the judging staff the announcement staff like all of it pretty great i guess the guys that ran the stream were also okay Uh, okay. but you know that one guy that kept taking his shoes off just (laughs) kind of really (laughs) ruined ruined the the vibe ruined the vibe (laughs) (laughs) yeah overall the staff was,
0: think? was super friendly um you know i bought a lot of stuff from the store um and they made sure that i got like you know the date like friday or i was like so you have a beast boss on swigasaur and kill Rigs, right and they were like yes we do and i was like you're gonna make sure i get those on saturday right and they're like yes we will hold you as set for saturday so um that was nice they were easy to talk to they weren't like trying to be aloof they kept stealing my choppa and putting it on stream I feel like I deserve credit for the chopper. Yeah. Um, and and there was also judges stealing my chopper to enforce rulings. So, you know, that's know pretty great, that. though. Um, but the, the cool thing was um, uh, the way Mike tried to enforce sportsmanship was was through a very positive rewarding system where he walked around. And if he saw good sportsmanship, he handed out free drink tickets. That was great.
1: Positive reinforcement always works. Yep. Yeah, so Truly. that
0: was a pretty cool thing. I got a I got a handful of drink tickets. I gave them to my opponents because I don't drink, but you know yeah. that was that was a cool little little gesture of like I see you doing something good. Here's some drink tickets, guys. So that was cool. Um, so you know the 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 common thing that I heard from the New Orleans event. Was that, or from the or, no, the Orlando event? Was that it was a bit of a different crowd coming to to the GW events as compared to like similar tournaments in yeah. the area. So, what did you guys think about the other players or the opponents that you got to meet and play with?
1: Um, well, I got to say, I, I won my first two rounds, and so I guess I flew too close to the sun because after that, I quickly got beat down pretty hard, and uh, yeah, I was bat- put back in my place. Were um, you now was- in
2: the same bracket as us? <laughs> Well, so anyway, slow you know, roll there.
1: All right, all right, all right. Well, I, I got all I got all cocky. I'm like, I got this. I'm going to go three and up day one. Let's do this. And then <laughs> no, just just no. Like no, that's never happening. Kicker, remember who you are. And so that was a little depressing. But the opponents were all really really nice. Uh, I really did enjoy getting to see so many people uh, that were local. That's what really surprised me is that it was such a. I mean, like I'm here in New Orleans. I know a lot of the people here, and I was really like surprised to see how wide of a, a range of I guess competitive types there were. You literally had everyone from the most casual of casual players that I know that don't really play Warhammer, but they like painting Warhammer models uh, to like the hardcore competitive guys that go all the way to LVO each year. So I was like, wow, there's really, really, this GW event really did bring in everyone from the area to come to it which is kind of cool like i i would never have thought I, g- I would get to see you know that super casual guy at at, at a tournament like this and get to hang out with him uh, during lunch you know our lunch break so i thought that was really um special i did play one jackass though hey hey uh. hey oh me. No, he's hey.
2: pointing over me sorry
1: hey. Over, over,
0: yeah, point over you. There Wait, we go. No. Yeah, yeah. That, is, yeah, that just, is uncalled for. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, particularly I'll, as we get to my further questions in this, this right, discussion. Right. But Shelby, uh, Shelby we think be you your think, opponents.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were all great. I didn't pay, play a single person that I had actually met before. Um, my round one opponent was. Uh, so, in, in, just to sort of speak to your experience with casual and not casual players, uh, my round one opponent was like, I'm number one Imperial Guard right now. And I was like, that's really cool. Thank you for starting out with that statement. Uh, And then I proceeded to get my butt kicked. So like... He wasn't kidding. I mean, he was a nice dude, actually. He was a really, really nice person to play against, but he he was very much clearly there to be competitive. And he kind of was scoping out how I felt and was just like, hey, are you a competitive player, a non-competitive player, clearly trying to figure out how much of a jerk he should be? And the answer <laughs> was not much of one at all. Um, but beyond that, I I've played some really great people, some brand new people, some not brand new people, um, made some friends who I hope I will see again in the future. So, yeah, awesome, awesome time. No real negative experiences. I did only get to round two in my round two, though. Like, I mean, dice down end of round two. Ouch. And I know that wasn't on me. I know it wasn't.
0: Shelby, you sure? You sure it's on you? I used to
2: be slow player, Seth. Now I'm just like, bam, bam, thank you, man. Especially with the (laughs) list that I'm bringing. Uh, Less models means less time. And yeah, that and is you're from, you're
0: you're a lot more familiar with Necron rules now than you used to be.
2: Yeah, so, but I mean, it was still fun. It just was uh, time consuming. Um, yep. What about you, Seth?
0: Um, well, kind of. I'm also scooping questions out of the chat here. Okay. Um, well, Falcon, answer that. Well, great, Falcon. You can just answer chat questions for me. Thanks, Falcon. Yeah, Thank you, Falcon. Um, there were. It was. It was. Oh. I, I echo a lot of what Kicker said. There was a lot of familiar faces. A lot of guys that I see in events in the Southeast here frequently, but there's also a ton of new faces. Like my first round opponent, Sam is a primarily a D and D player.
1: I know that guy. I was so surprised to see him.
0: And, and he had a beautifully planted Z army. We ended up playing on stream, you know, so it was like, it, it really ran the gamut. You know, there were guys there that were, you know art of war was there they were out yeah. in force. there was a big competitive scene there there was a lot of the other competitive guys in the southeast there team um, texas but then was there was there. a lot yeah team texas had a big crowd there um a lot of the guys from mississippi were there you know but there was also a lot of just like guys here having the fun like just to have a good time like super friendly could go up and chat to anyone um i actually met um i think it was my round five or six Round five, I believe my opponent that I played actually is a sparring partner of one of my orc rivals, Rich Kilton. So Chris, uh, for, for, for I'm sorry, Chris, you didn't tell me how to, you didn't tell me how to pronounce your last name, like but he Fajardo. was a sparring partner. So afterwards I was like, you can thank rich for this list that Chris, um, and then like I had a super tight round two, like losing by two points to Dracari, which is like the closest I've ever come to beating Tricari um, against, uh, Joey DiCarlo. So, you know, had a great time, really cool dudes. Um. I actually kind of wanted to throw this out there while I was thinking about it to the audience. Um, but if uh, you were to see, you know, Kicker and Shelby and I at an event or any other member mm. of the FLGN, would you be interested if we did like stickers to come up and get like all the different, you know, FLG and personalities as characters? Would that be something that the fans would want? So and throwing also, that out there. And also, do you there.
2: have ideas about what we could be other than orcs?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not an orc. But we're
0: not all going to be orcs? sorry seven. my plan was for us all to be orcs. <laughs> orcs hold on hold on
1: i'm retracting Thinking the idea seven. uh audience oh, come on. Uh, no. i mean i will take Grot. like i wouldn't mind that i'd be okay with it oh I my god
2: a we'll go kicker Grot! Uh, yeah. come on, right? oh it could be a
1: squig <gasps> oh, boom boom you know, we're back we're back we're back all right <laughs> okay we're, so, back. we're back <laughs> overall favorite moments from the weekend Ooh, okay um I I can't say one. I'm gonna like. I gotta say three. So I gotta say that I really liked the way the award ceremony was uh, ceremony was done. That was that was cool. Like there was probably 150 200 people there watching, cheering, rooting as people got their awards. That's something that FLG, you know, we we need to do better. To be honest, like I was like, wow, that's really cool to see these people get their awards in front of a, a legit crowd that's cheering for them. Um, I also really really liked that the uh, the top get, 20 get best the Falcon uh, out of here. Get oh, the, the top. <laughs> the top 20 best painted models uh best painted armies were all professionally uh, photographed i thought that was really cool you know so i i mean you know i'm I'm pretty fortunate and pretty proud that one of my army was selected to be in the top 20 but that it wasn't just like judged which is cool but it was actually you know put on behind a you know a a nice little screen nova star
0: has an amazing idea
1: what's his idea what's his idea flg crew is gaunt's ghosts oh boom yes yes can i be
2: the can i be the one that doesn't stop shooting can't stop won't stop <laughs> try brag. again
1: brag try again brag because
2: definitely i don't have to know his name in order to be
1: him can, can i be larkin i'd like to be like he's a sniper right Like sure. sniper. um we're getting off we're getting on a tangent yeah, here. anyway but, sorry but yes i uh I, I definitely okay so the way the award ceremony was done the fact that they did a really cool painting awards with with photos of the armies but then i really 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 loved that they had a fully stocked store on site with yes, all the new releases really nice. i was blown away with how much inventory they had with the brand new stuff that you can't get anywhere else i'm like well that's why it's sold out online is because it's all here right now in front of me and i want to buy it all they had like so, i asked I them i think the they thing.
0: said they had like 50 beast bosses on Swickasaur there oh i was like what
1: wow yeah it's
2: all yeah. of them they just have yeah, all, all of them.
1: them uh shelby what did you think what was your most favorite moment of the event
2: uh so i guess either i'm boring or my memory of uh of, like my goldfish memory is actually worse than than i recall uh but honestly, I just really enjoyed actually meeting Richard and seeing Val for the first time in like three years. So getting to have dinner with you guys at a pretty great Aww. restaurant and uh, getting, can you not all like, all Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <simultaneously. Hell yeah. laughs> but I mean, like, God, yeah, that, brother. that lemon <laughs> icebox pie.
0: Oh, my God. Was so
2: good. That's my favorite memory. Just that first bite yeah Shelby ate one. so
0: I, I ordered one and then Richard <laughs> ordered one and then mine got there first they messed up the order and so like we had our already taken bites out of mine and then Shelby was like oh my god that's really good and Richard showed up and she ate like half of Richard's
2: <laughs> he needed help okay he could finish it by himself He, needed assistance. he he's a grown man he can finish it if he wants to he could have taken it back to his hotel room Shelby hey, uh, sack. you hey, don't Richard, know thank you for buying me a piece of pie man <laughs> <laughs> but having dinner with the crew was really really great and actually getting to talk not 40k necessarily the whole time was pretty awesome
0: yeah so, yeah that was a good time seth what about you um i i had three things that i wanted to shout out i really liked getting paired into kicker um, i really wanted, i literally screamed. shouted and ran across the hall yeah. um <laughs> i was very excited because i wanted to play a game with kicker this week that weekend but it was just like we were busy we didn't have time and yeah. You know, we'd get home and be super tired, and so I was like, "Man, I, you know, when we were in the the bracket and we had the same wind path, I was like, we might, we might get paired, buddy." And he's like, "No, <laughs> no, no." no. And I was like, "It paired," so I was super excited. Yeah. So that was cool. Got to play my buddy. Um, Getting called out for best painted judging and getting pictures of my army for the war com ar- article. When I was like, "You want my army? Sure, hell yeah!" I'm like I'll take it over there and let you take pictures of it. And then That's getting really on stream cool. like that checked all my bucket lists. I went to a GW event. I got. My army photographed by GW. I was on the GW stream. I ended up winning my bracket. Yeah, you um, did. So, like, I've checked all the boxes on the GW event bucket list. So, I had a great time with it. Fun fact:
2: um, If you had just walked over to the area where they were judging armies and set your army out, they they were <laughs> like, "Hey, you are uh, you here for judging best painted?" I was like, "No." but Sorry. i could be <laughs> <laughs> so like
0: uh, we did we did joke because it was like hmm you know kickers over here i'm over here maybe if we could shelby over here we got the trifecta oh my gosh yeah game Go- goal goals for next time
2: goals for next time oh right. yeah goals so Let's yeah speaking
1: of did, we we talked about goals last time did oh. you make your goals yes because my goal is basically to not lose every single game and and more importantly to try and score as many points as I could each game. And I really did try, even though when sometimes I tried too hard, like I did in our game, Seth, and just epically failed. But I really did really try hard to squeeze out as many points. So yes, I, I reached my goals. What about you, Sheldon? Awesome. Uh,
2: I beat my goal into the ground and then took its lunch nice. money. <laughs> I am super, super surprised. I mean, so I didn't play on Sunday because I needed to come on back home. Um, but I went three three for the yeah. first six rounds and got my first hundred ever at an event nice. uh, like yes. I scored
0: 100
2: I got 100 on my test mom awesome. uh it was it was awesome I was very very stoked Seth what about you
0: yeah, um, I said I wanted to go positive. Um, I ended up going six and two, so and winning my bracket, which was great. I did say I was also trying to shoot for best orcs. I didn't because I got the, the with the bracket cuts. I didn't get a chance to compete against some of the other uh, top orc players. And then you know Mark yeah. Perry went and took orcs into the top sixteen, so I didn't even get a chance to play against him. So his list was um, bananas. It was bananas. So I, I met my goals. I had a great time. Uh, the final question: Would you guys go back to a GW event again?
1: yes. I just would want to make sure I'd prepare for the train. I'd build my list to play in the train, but 100% I'd I'd be there again. What about you, Sheldon? I think that's
0: a good
2: idea. Absolutely. Seth?
0: Definitely. Sorry, there's a fly and it's bugging me. I'm not Obama. I can't catch flies with my bare hands. Get get out of here, fly. Get. Um, anyway, so it's the Falcon. It's the Fly. Mm, I'm I'm so confused. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I totally go back. Um. But anyway, let's let's move into the uh, competitive 40k news and then let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um. I did want to kind of run through what the meta is looking right like right now. Um. So the top 16 coming out of the GW event. Um. There were only two armies that were duplicated. That was Drukhari and Death Guard, each having two people making it into the top 16. Well, then after wow. that, it's all singletons. Wow. Admech Orcs, Imperial Knights, Space Wolves, Thousand Sons, Salamanders, Custodes, Blood Angels, Harlequin, Sisters, Iron Hands, and Grey Knights. Now you can make the argument that you've got like what three marine chapters in there and then Grey Knights. So like yeah, maybe but... there's you know, but
1: but still that's not an overwhelming number. But that's beautiful. Like that's yeah. beautiful to have that range.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. That's super um, cool. Yeah. I did not know and... that.
0: And and as Shelby points out, where my Necrons at?
2: Yeah, okay. So earlier, Kicker was like, hey, Shelby, how are you feeling about your Necrons? And I, there were like seven Necrons players. They were everywhere. Everybody had a Necrons player. And uh, they did not do well. There were all varieties, too. Like, my list was yep. weird. There were several Silver Tide lists, a lot of lists with Locust Heavy Destroyers. Yeah, man.
0: Yep. We Chat is well. confused about my Obama comment, and I feel the need to clarify. When at dinner... <laughs> on the second night val thought it was extremely important to show us a video of obama in an interview catching a fly like stop dinner and look at this video guys and we all watched it so we stopped eating a very delicious meal to watch a video of obama catching a fly
2: yeah yeah
0: so i was like i'm not obama because i can't do that um I did pull some win rates off 40k stat center. These are not the most up to date. I do know that the Falcon, who is in chat, um, has uh, got a little bit more data to compile um, probably for the last week or two. But in terms of win rates right now, kind of reference anything that's over 55% win rate is a very strong army. So, I pulled all the armies that were over 55%, which is five of them. Number one being Drukari at 63.72%. Drukari is very strong still. Yeah. Uh, number two is Admech at 62.71%. So, like, right behind, them. Yeah, right behind um, them. And then we get to Iron Hands, Whoa. Um, which is a blast from the past 57.51. Uh, the UK has really been pushing a lot of the Iron Hands list. So, a lot of the guys in the UK have been running that. Grey Knights popped in there now at 5646 with their new codex coming out. Um, we might see that go even higher. We just might not have enough data there yet. And then my beloved orcs—they made it at fifty-six point one two as well. So I think you can make the argument that Iron Hands, Grey Knights, and Orcs are you know a little above the the pack, but Drukari and Admech are are well above everyone else. So that's True. kind of what we're looking at here. Um, getting into our uh, ITC recap, uh, we have had a fair amount of motion this week because GW got all their scores in real quick. Um, so the competitive track, number one is still the boy King himself, John Lennon. Um, but shortly behind him nipping at his heels is Brad Chester. Brad's about 15 points behind. If he's got a good performance this, uh, this coming weekend, um, it's very likely that he could jump John Lennon. Number three is Jack Harpster. Jack Harpster popped up there now after another good performance at this, uh, GW open. Um, that makes the top three players all coming out of, uh, art of war um and in the twitch chat falcon just posted the most recent data um which has a dracaria at 63.8 percent, mech at 60.74 um and then iron hands orcs and grey knights between 57 and 56 percent sorry that was random um Number four, Sean Naden, and number five, Colin McDade. So they just kind of got bumped down uh, with the uh, movement of Brad and Jack. Moving into the hobby track, uh, number five is the, or number one, sorry, is Lee Harris. Number two is JT Steger. Number three is Scott Boucher. Number four, Nicholas Winker, and number five, Noah Bedome. Going over to the AOS competitive track, um, the AOS crew was quite rowdy at uh, the GW Open, and I appreciated (laughs) them, Um, despite the fact that they called us No Fun 40K. Yes, I heard you. I was there. I was listening. Um, Number one is Anthony Tretinelli. Number two, James O'Brien. Number three, No E Aquino. Number four, Jack Ballard. and Number five, Gavin Gregar. Yay, Gavin. I'm going awesome. down to the hobby track. Um, we have number one, Nick Garcia, number two, no Aquino, number three, Christopher Hernandez, number oh. four, Christopher Daughtry, and number five, Ian Wood.
2: Lots of movement there.
0: Yep. And we're going to talk about a little bit of Kill Team this week yeah. because Kill Team's right. fine now that it's got the new system out and people's hands are starting to get some games. And interestingly, a lot of the Kill Team games are coming out of, uh, appears to be Spain. So Spain is really into Kill Team. Um, now they also didn't quite put their full names in. So we have number one as Fernando Ace Marco, number two is Lazarus Tactical Reroll, is nice. what he had his last name as. Uh, number three is uh, Rion Wilfong. Number four, uh, Daniel Marcos. I hope that that is some relation to Fernando Marcos, or maybe Marcos is just a very common last name. Um, and number five is uh, Mikael Tago. So, um, really seeing a lot of folks uh, coming out uh, and starting to play the new system. So I'm really interested to see how that's going.
1: Yeah, we have kill team lined up for SoCal and of course LVO, and and we just added it for for New Orleans as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, kill team's coming back, guys. All right.
2: So I know we have some questions before we wrap up, but it's been a long episode. You guys want to yep. crack at these or you want a lightning round them?
1: Yeah, we can pop through them
0: real quick. We don't have to answer all of them. Some of them we kind of already, already answered as we went. So sure. Um, kicker, what cereal is S tier?
1: Uh, that would be, uh, I, I think I've answered this once before, but definitely Cocoa Pebbles. Although, uh, you know, the popular vote is definitely for CTC. Uh, for those not in the, the the cool, that's a Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. My God. So, yeah, there's it an abbreviation for CTC. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Let's move okay, on. Great. Let's move on. Uh,
0: why are you asking me about beards, people? I don't have a beard. I have a goatee. It's different. Um, will the Signals crew be going to LVO?
1: Yes. Shelby, you're going. Uh, <laughs> Kicker,
0: My, Kicker, I and I have no. arranged for a kidnapping if necessary. <laughs> um, but yes, Kicker and I will definitely be there. Um, we're 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 trying to guilt Shelby. You, Chat, can guilt Shelby with us um, into going. Um, okay, okay. Do we know okay. if uh,
1: Forge Road slash UW will be coming to LVO? As of right now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I have to make a double check i'm pretty sure they're gonna have a full-size booth I'm, the thing I'm, nice. I'm questioning is forge world i'm not sure forge world will be there but they've been in, there in the past so i'm assuming they'll be there again this year the, right. contra- the agreement doesn't specifically call out forge world um who shelby is your shirt available on the frontline gaming website
2: it is not sadly <laughs> it is available oh. on colts and <laughs> the brand is sonoma so
0: i i feel like uh kicker you need to now stock this shirt on your website so (laughs) um where do i get a gallon of orc flesh paint i bought 3500 points of works need to build the list out um that's that's where you go get rattle cans from army painter yeah um that match the orc flesh and just just go to town just go to town with those rattle cans you're gonna need them um there's actually there was a there was a long video series um when uh nick notavati wanted to jump into orcs where um Adam Abramowitz went through how to do his entire army using the army painter scheme. So there is definitely a quick way to do it with those systems. Um, I don't know if they sell wog flesh from GW as a spray, but you can always do an airbrush as well. Yeah. So... Um, and I think that's kind of all the big ones, except for out Falcon talking about how to build anti ghost technology into buildings <laughs> and making fun of us.
2: Not much of a question
0: for liking the static terrain, uh, and calling us plain oatmeal. So, yeah. plain oatmeal. uh, don't forget. SoCal open is coming up very shortly. Um, and if, uh, t- kicker, what's the ticket situation
1: on the FLG new Orleans event? So, so those tickets are all alive. We still have a few left for the 40 K champs. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a smaller event, uh, just because we're, we're limited more in space. More intimate. Have, so, more intimate, intimate, intimate. There we go. Uh, but with that said, uh, we do have, I'd say, another 20 tickets left or so. All right. So um, so, so get out there tickets. and grab
0: some if you want to. Yeah. Um, sorry, there was a question that is actually important. I heard of a 15-year-old who was at the Open, and he made the top 10. Yes. yes. Yeah. Dude, I don't know that, if he was quite dude. 15, but he was definitely a, t- a, a young teenager. Really, And they actually pulled him up and gave him some some prize support because I mean, they were like, was awesome job, kid. But,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: And he also played Brad Chester, the oldest man at the event. <laughs> I mean, that's so a good of It, was, up, it right? was old versus young, so that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, thanks for, for asking that cheesy barbarian because um, oh, yeah. I did forget about that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, he
1: uh, Well, guys, I mean, he was the son of Ryan who's one of the GW guys, uh, oh. the staff guys. So, yeah, it was really cool that he got, that to, was see, cool. that he got was to see really his son cool. go up there and, and kick some butt.
0: Yeah, awesome. So awesome. Um, don't forget to check out the Thursday show. They're going to be covering Battle for Salvation, and then the whole cycle begins again next week. Um, yes. And I do believe that uh, for Grimdark next week, they are supposed to have the Falcon on. So maybe they can deliver to you the promise of that high-level Falcon content that we have only been able to give you through cartoon form and Twitch chat. <laughs> um,
1: but Take final thoughts for
0: this week, Kicker and Shelby, any final thoughts?
1: I really enjoyed the GW event, and I'm looking forward to the Texas one. So hopefully I'll see some of you guys out there.
2: I
0: got
1: nothing. nothing. Shelby's thoughtless.
0: Well, uh, we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode with us. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday.
1: Good night, guys. Bye.